Welcome to the Zach on Leadership Podcast. I am your host, Zach Hughes. Today's episode is entitled, Why Do the Brightest Tech Leaders Leave Their Jobs? I read a fascinating article this week written by Nicholas Chehalen, who was a highly accomplished software officer in the Department of Defense. After 22 years of service, he decided it was time to move on. You can read his farewell article in the show notes. I do not know Nicholas, but his story was shared with me by Elwin Loomis, head of digital at Bremer Bank, who summarized it in a post that you can also find the link to in the show notes. There's so much about this story that resonated with me. He exposed a lot of common challenges. As a tech leader, I face many of these same issues, and I continually search for solutions. It all boils down to one central question. Why do the brightest tech leaders leave their jobs? Let's explore this issue and see what we can do to avoid it. Perceived lack of empowerment. Ultimately, Nicholas didn't feel empowered to do his job to the extent he felt was needed. He was held back. He was told to slow down. His budget was cut. He didn't have access to the resources he needed. He continually ran into organizational roadblocks, and everyone resisted the change. If you are a tech leader in any sizable organization, right about now you should be saying, me too. Now, here's the other side of the coin. Nicholas had the title Chief Software Officer. Presumably, that title came with some reasonable amount of authority. I'm a vice president, which is also a powerful position, but not all-powerful. In any large organization, tech leaders work somewhere in the middle. There's always powers above. We tend to undervalue the power and influence that we possess, and we focus on what we don't have instead of what we do have. I need to constantly remind myself of my own authority. I have more freedom than I think I do. I don't always have to wait to be told what I can or can't do. I can act now. Empowerment doesn't have to be extrinsic. We can look within and lead with our convictions. Empowerment is a state of mind more than a title, a budget, or a committee approval. I've also learned to bring my frustrations to my organizational change management skills. Whenever I am blocked, there's always a path forward. I just need to apply my skills and work the problem. Non-technical people leading technologists. Nicholas was significantly demoralized by the non-technical leaders overseeing critical IT capabilities. I've seen a lot of this in every organization I've worked in. Technology leadership is often over-indexed on business acumen and under-indexed on technical acumen. On the surface, it makes sense. You shouldn't do technology for technology's sake. You should have to solve real business problems with technology. If your technology leaders don't understand the business, then that's a major disconnect. However, I'd argue that when technology leaders lose their connection to modern technologies and their sharpest technologists, that is equally disastrous. The best engineers want to work for leaders that get them, that value them for who they are. Modern technology teams cannot afford to mess that up. What is my solution? I give the technologists leadership and business skills and then put them in positions of authority. 
That's my personal career path and the mission of my five-plus-year technology leadership blog and podcast. My direct leadership team is 100% comprised of former engineers. For those that lead IT without an engineering background, I fully expect them to learn the technologies they lead. It's not the only way, but this is my way. Work-life imbalance. I can tell from Nicholas's article that he is a very high-performing and driven leader. Working in the Department of Defense brings true meaning to the term mission critical. I've worked on some important projects in my career, but nothing that involves national security, so I can only imagine the pressure. The best technology leaders are incredibly committed to the job. They do whatever it takes. Often they sacrifice their family needs and their mental health way more than they should. Every time I witness one of my many driven leaders burn the candle at both ends, I get concerned. I know it's not sustainable. I know that if we don't find a way to make it sustainable, they will burn out. It is predictable. It happened to Nicholas, and it can happen to you. Do something about it. If your leader won't support your work-life balance, then find one that will. Why did I record this podcast episode? Well, technology leaders in complex organizations are vulnerable. The great ones are rare. Organizations desperately need them to digitally transform. If we aren't careful, they will drop like flies. Ultimately, we need to do two things. We need to equip our brightest technology leaders to effectively cope with the complexities of corporate bureaucracies. We also need to equip our corporate bureaucracies to not eat these people alive. Organizations that want digital transformation must listen to their tech leaders and not just tell them what to do. Tech leaders who want to lead digital transformation take on a noble task, but must be prepared for a long uphill battle. This is the dance. Digital transformation depends on it. Thank you, Nicholas Chalen, for modernizing the defense capabilities of our country and for your transparency on this leadership issue we all face. That's all for this week's episode of the Zach on Leadership podcast. Thanks for listening.